Today we have a Laura Viver, a beach and indoor volleyball player. Incredible warrior who always sees the bright side of things that aren't good. Listen to this episode as a gift for all of you. Enjoy. In the beginning. Hola, what's going on? Salud. Hi. Hello. Hola, Esh. With us, Laura Vivar. It was hard for me to pronounce that your last name, but finally, I have you here. Before you talk, Laura, I wanna say that it is a pleasure for me to have you here. I, the first person that I thought when I was creating this podcast was about you because for me, uh, you inspire me and I can take you as example for many athletes and person. So welcome here, Laura. Thank you. Uh, Laura, I know you as a beach volleyball player, but I know also you play indoor. How you choose playing first beach or indoor? Which one was the first one? How it begins in your life? Um, it started when I was 13, 14. I don't really remember. With indoor. And it was just indoor for about, I don't know, uh, four or five years. And I, I still love playing indoor. It's not that I then switched to beach. I always loved playing both of it. Uh, and beach volleyball, I started at 17 or 18 with uh, one of my best friends. And so that's how we started to get into both of it, beach and indoor. Why not basketball? Why not tennis? Uh, handball? Uh, I started basketball and I was really bad at it. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason I ended up. And um, I don't know. It was kind of... I saw my dad playing. He's just playing for fun. And I kind of wanted to try it. And then exactly at that moment when I was looking for a new sport in my town, there opened a youth team. So one point came to the other and I ended up in volleyball. All right. So when you start to play volleyball, you just begin in one club. You didn't move from that club. How was this process? Yeah, I started in my uh, in the club of my town. And today is uh, 14, 13 years later, I'm still in that club. So I, during university, I played abroad for two years. Then I came back to Luxembourg and came back to my old team. All right. So you won't move from there because I was searching for you. <laughs> last season to to bring you to my team but apparently it's a life there no um yeah there is uh, there are some things changing now because um i may not go back to the division i used to play because of some injuries so i don't know maybe it would help if i could walk again to discuss where i'm gonna play if i'm gonna play all right Lyra, you mentioned some injuries uh, we're gonna talk about that because I guess you have a few of them. So when we talk about injuries, it's a big issue for all the athletes because it's, yeah, every, every single person have a, a pain in their body. Uh, when was that first episode in your life that you say, okay, I have to stop it because this is going too strong on me? Um, 
for me, it started really early because I was a really, really clumsy child. And I had like everything broken. My leg broken, my arm broken, all my fingers broken when I was a kid. And then it became better when I started volleyball. Until uh, like many sport people in Luxembourg, uh, then I had with 19 my first crossed ligament rupture. So I had the surgery and everything. There was my injury uh, history starting. All right, uh, cross ligament. I, I know about it because I had the same the same surgery. It's not easy because the rehabilitation takes six to eight months. So for me, it's one of the longest injuries that you could have. Was it easy to face it when you were 19 years old? Um, no, I was in my last year of high school and uh, I never, when I started playing volleyball, I never stopped more for, than a week or something. It was really all about volleyball at that time. So when uh, the injury happened and really nothing happened, I was just walking to get my ball and then I twisted my ankle and my knee went in and out. I don't know what happened. Then the surgery was like right before my exams and that year, everyone told me six to nine months, something. So after nine months, my knee was absolutely not ready, but I can be very stubborn and I uh, started to play. I got the bill for that a little later because I had another surgery then. I started to play, I don't know, six months and then my knee was in such bad condition that they had to do another surgery. And yeah, I learned my lesson that you should listen to the doctors. <laughs> so you were with the same injury more than two years? Um, kind of. It was, I started nine months later and then I, I started to play again and then just in beach because I thought maybe it's better. And uh, I realized that I really couldn't jump in there and I, I figured out, okay, beach, you all, I always loved beach and they were really looking for a new national team back then and they had some nice competitions we could play. So I started with the national team in beach volleyball. That was really, really great, but I realized that my body was not in a good condition back then so there was another surgery but then there came other problems at the same time all right talking about those problems people here in luxembourg they know what you went through but there are other friends that i have around the world that would like to know what happened to you in that moment and how you face it um yeah the problem was that i was playing and there was like really nice tournaments in croatia for example and i started to feel a little pain under my right arm and there was a little tiny note i felt and i was like okay just ask a doctor and if he says it's nothing you just go on playing and that was the case he said it's nothing go on playing and maybe he didn't say go on playing but he said it's nothing so i uh, played the tournament the championship and then later that was three months later i couldn't move my right arm again it was like the pain was getting really worse and this tiny note was not tiny anymore so when i had to get the surgery for my knee they also did the surgery to make a biopsy out of this note and then yeah there was the message that three weeks later they told me that i have cancer so then um, i realized that my knee would be my uh, not my biggest problem anymore all right so uh, having obviously having cancer is it's another step, it's another level, it's another stage. Uh, your knee went to the second plan and was it difficult? Uh, you were, how old you were in that time? Uh, 21, I guess. Yeah, 21. I just turned 20, 21 that time. Okay, could you tell me how strong it was and how long it lasted? Um, the thing was that I was not expecting it at all because everything was looking good. I was really in good physical condition at, back at that time and my my blood results were all good. So no one was 
expecting anything. Everyone was really, really shocked about it because I couldn't imagine that you can have an illness like cancer and feeling so good. I had pain because of that uh, that note that was by then seven or eight centimeters. But for the rest, I felt like I could play, I don't know what. But um, when they told me, um, it was like so, so much harder for my parents and everyone around that I you, you could not like take too much time to think about yourself because you saw everyone around you suffering so much. And everything went, went really, really quickly when I got a diagnosis and then later another surgery and another surgery. And then the way you went through eight chemo first six chemos and again I was quite stubborn that time I really wanted to study in Brussels and I tried but they were right that I couldn't finish it because also after six chemos they said it's not enough we have to do eight and then um, we have to see if it helped or not. How long was that process for you the six chemo and everything? Uh, in total it were eight months I, uh, they said it's going to be a year but what they also said is that they only have one cure for my cancer that was the chemo they cannot take it out they cannot um, that's all they can do and that um, so they really tried with this and it was really aggressive so they they were hoping not to do eight but um, they said it's better to do eight in the end to be sure that your cancer is gone. And then, yeah, eight months later, there was the last chemo I got. All right. Uh, when you have this kind of episode, you have to uh, see how you feel, but also people around you, they are coming to support you, but they don't do it. <laughs> they start to cry. They start <laughs> to say, like, goodbye, because it's a, <laughs> it's a tough one. So from where came that strength that you have because when i see you laura i see a, a stronger i wouldn't call me like that but um, i think uh, everyone's gonna choose one way when you're in a situation like that and you're very worried about it everything everyone starts crying when you tell them and i was really really bad at telling people because i didn't want them to worry so i told them no 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 it's not it's not so bad and they said oh okay it's not cancer and i was oh, okay may maybe it's cancer <laughs> but it's not that bad it's gonna be fine so in the end when i was telling people they no one got that i really had cancer i think but i don't know i i learned earlier in life that it's you make your life just much harder if you refuse to accept something you can not change and I learned that lesson on a hard way but it really really helped me getting through cancer because I got that diagnosis and I realized in the evening crying is not going to help me it's not going to help my parents it's not going to help anyone around me and I really cannot change it and I had doctors I trusted so I was just like, okay I'm gonna accept it and make the best out of the time and I was lucky that I have really amazing friends around me and they came home every weekend from university and that helped that really had those friends are volleyball friends or yeah. all right <laughs> yeah everyone around me is volleyball really everyone i think but um yeah and to not play the normally my the worst thing in life what could happen was that i have to stop volleyball but when you are really sick like doing a chemo you feel not good enough to imagine yourself playing at that time so back at that time it was not so hard not to be allowed to play because you, you realized yourself in a condition you could never be on a field right now. Did you ever think the possibility to don't play anymore in your life in that time? No, 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 not at all. When uh, I got the diagnosis, I had a really young doctor then, and she told me, we're going to find a way out of here. And 
after it, it's gonna just be a bad experience for you. And I hold on to that. I knew, okay, you're gonna Google everything they say and you're gonna make everything they say and then you're gonna be back on the field as soon as possible. Once again, Laura, uh, when you talk about, okay, I'm not gonna cry, but <laughs> that, it looks easy. But sometimes when you have just one injury in your shoulder, sometimes you're saying, oh, I'm not gonna play this weekend and you start to cry and everything is like going down for few players that I know. From where came that power that you say, okay, I'm gonna do this and it's not that easy, Laura. It's not that easy to, to go through it. I know I met many of them that they didn't resist. Their power was gone after few chemo and they are not here anymore. Yeah, I don't really know. I um, I think that I always like being happy. I really always love being happy and being around people. And when you just really believe in it, it's just gonna be for several months and then you can go back to your life. It's not gonna be the same. I realized that later. But I had worse periods in my life before. That sounds really bad now because cancer should be very, very bad. But I, I prefer having this physical pain because then I know just go through it. It's gonna be better in a few days or a few weeks. And I can handle that pretty good. And I was really lucky that I never, I was never scared that I'm gonna die. I just knew I'm gonna get through it and it's gonna be okay. And I I was back then really trying to get my head, to keep my head up all the time. So I tried to play volleyball once. It was a really bad idea. I even asked my doctors if I could go snowboarding for once. They said, if you're gonna manage that, if you're gonna go up there, please send us all a photo. <laughs> And I managed, okay, I, I passed out a few, I almost passed out a few times because it was not that, that much of a good idea. But still, I tried so many things and it helped to get through it all. It is, it is wonderful to, to hear from you that experience. is uh, unbelievable how you could, even through it, have your normal life. Thinking to go to the mountain or playing volleyball is unbelievable. You didn't give up, never. Yeah, but I think you also owe that to people around you. Because they, after my first chemo, I lost all of my hair. And I saw their faces the first time I could, they saw me without hair. And they were so scared and they felt so sorry that I was like, okay, you owe them to show them that you're okay. And that it's fine, that you're gonna get through it and it's not killing you. You mentioned now, Laura, something happened to you before it. That lesson give you the power. What could be that strong to support or to prepare you when you had a cancer? Because when we talk with uh, any professional player, they say no, because when I was at home, uh, my parents, they fight a lot. Or because I have this kind of uh, childhood. Or mm -hmm. what was, was it beautiful? Was it hard when you grew up that you say, okay, I love my life and mm -hmm. I'm going to work and I'm going to fight against anything? What I really have to say is I had a wonderful childhood, a really great youth. I had parents very caring and not fi never fighting. I, I don't get them sometimes because they are so just happy also. But that was, they taught me just to be happy, to, to see what you have in life. And like I said, 19 years old, my childhood, my whole youth time was pretty perfect. Of course, you have your, your, your youth trouble. I don't know. <laughs> But never something serious. I I was getting into volleyball like a lot. So for five years, everything was just about volleyball. And I had great coaches or one great coach. And she didn't just uh, teach me volleyball, but also like a lot in life to be disciplined, to have to fight for what you want to. And that helped that uh, 
Uh, I, I owe my parents a lot for that. Great. I see. It's amazing how you match volleyball or sport with life. So the sport gave you the power to be disciplined and to fight for each adventure mm -hmm. that could come. Yeah, I also talked to my first coach. I had her for six years, almost. That, that That's part of her, what she gave me, that I, I, I never like wanted to give up. I, you know, I knew there was always a way back. And I... I'm really glad that I that she teached me a lot. All right, so if we are in a film now, watching a film, this is the sad part. Now let's go to the funny one. So it was gone, you start over again. How was that process? Okay, I'm totally fine. You could go back to normal life. How was it? Um, yeah, first when I got the news, okay, after eight, the chemo number eight, mm -hmm. um, they told me, yeah, it's fine. The therapy is over, but you really need to rest. And I was, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And my only, my only thought was, go back and play, what was really not realistic. So I went home. I went for one. Two minutes later, I passed out, of course, because I just had eight chemos. <laughs> so I learned, maybe I have to take it a little slower. When I told my first friend, I just passed out and I really fell with my, with my face on the ground. And it was really nice because I had my, lip, my lips open then. It was a nice experience. I, I realized, okay, you have maybe to do a rehabilitation, like special for cancer patients, whatever. And then I tried that. But after two or three weeks, I was so bored that they would take it so slow. And I was like, I want to be ready in three months for the championship in beach volleyball. I cannot play here volleyball with the balloon. With 80 years old, they were really nice and they were really great, but they were all 60 years older than me. <laughs> and I made it for two weeks and then I skipped because I was like, no, no way that I'm going to take it that slow. And then? Yeah, then came the, the more stupid part of it. Um, I just was like, fine, I'm fine. I'm just going to practice. And I went back to my team, which was completely out of my league back then because I realized at my first practice this is not going to be like after cross ligaments where you have like not played for many months but but going to the cross ligament it was good after your cancer period yeah I, my knee my knee got the time it wanted to rest okay, okay. so the knee was okay and um, yeah I just uh, was very very shocked how much I lost doing the two years not playing because I went back to my team and I realized that's absolutely not my level anymore. And that was a little bit uh, hard to realize that just because you want to go back there, that's not gonna, that's not going to mean that you can do that, at least not in a short period of time. So another challenge. Yeah, it was a much bigger challenge than I expected it because I, I was not thinking about not going back to the team I used to play and, um, that was back then in the national division, so they were pretty good. Um, uh, fortunately, the season was over then, and I just switched to beach, volley beach volleyball. And I really managed to play the championship that year <laughs> with my partner I always used to play with. And we made a third place, I think it was a third place. Um, but I think she hated me for that, because she was all the time so scared that I'm going to pass out. And it was pretty close to it. Most of the tournament, but... So you were playing every time on your limit? Yeah, over my limit. Over your I, limit. I realized later it was not a good idea because everyone around me was so scared when I passed out. And I was like, it's fine. I, they checked me. It's not my heart. My heart is fine. I'm just not in a physical condition to do what I'm doing right now. So in that period, Laura, you could say, okay, the most important is alive. I'm alive. I'm, I'm totally fine. I'm going to accept it and I'm not going to play first division anymore. I'm going to just play 
third division or anything like that. It was your thought or what have you done in that time? Um, yeah, no, the, the thought that just happy to be alive was never crossing my mind. I, I was happy to be alive, but to be happy, I need the volleyball. And luckily at that time I went to study abroad and there it was for me okay to play in a lower division and just accept to get back one step after the other. Not like I did it before, just my head through the wall. But um, yeah, during university I played like in just a student team in a much lower division, but it was nice. It was really good to come back like that. And uh, But I, I knew when I come home, it's not going to satisfy me. But no. when you came back from from Brussels you immediately start to to play in the first league how was this process you you went to the first division they saw you playing how was it uh what do you mean now after cancer or after no no, no. University? after after university yeah, i went to germany then i stopped i wanted to start completely over because there were so many things happening in luxembourg i really wanted to get out of luxembourg and in brussels there's so many luxembourgish students that I wanted to go somewhere I don't know anyone and I just don't have people around me. They all know my story before I met them. And that's the reason why I started over there. Uh, when I came back, I started directly to play in Mama again and they were still in the first division. Um, but the difference was that we didn't had we had a nice team, but we didn't have a really good team back then. So we were playing uh, not in the playoffs anymore. We were just playing play down. Barely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we just survived in a division for two seasons. But for me, it was perfect because I could get used to, to that level and grow with them. And, yeah. All right. After that, they went to the top in the league, no? Yeah. Uh, last season, there were many new players coming. And uh, we, again, went back to be uh, in, the play in the four teams playing the playoffs. But still, it was a new team with many new members and players and everything. So um, it was uh, difficult in the beginning, but the team found each other like, I don't know, playoffs couldn't be played last season because of Corona. So so we are talking, this is the part of the movie, like everything is going fine. Mm -hmm. You are laughing. Uh, you were, every time when I see pictures of you, <laughs> you are beach volleyball, you are in the podium. First, second or third, so you won a lot of championship. You are one of the best in, in beach. You were also top three in indoor. But what just happened? <laughs> yeah, um, unfortunately, my niece were not that happy about my going back to play after chemo right away. So I started to have two years ago big, big problems with cardiash. I still don't know how to say it in English. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but not just like little... <laughs> holes in it but I didn't have like some cartilage left at all so um, I decided not to jump anymore and to play libero for how long was that that was um, they told me that my knees really messed up one and a half year years ago um, and they, they said you have to stop playing volleyball there's no way you can can play with these knees and so I just stopped going to the doctors and <laughs> maybe again not the best idea I had um, and I just continued playing even that season the beach volleyball went really good but my knee was always swollen and during, during that period Laura pain was part of your life it wasn't painful or it was really painful how was how would you manage the pain in that time uh, yeah on one side I took too many painkillers I guess because I really want to play. I, I For me, it was not a question. I stopped for t too long. The year across League Men's Cancer year, I was like, my knee's got to be kidding me, but I'm that's, that can't be true right now. So I'm just going to 
go on playing. So for, but let's say from one out of ten, pain was nine every time? No, I wouldn't say it like that. Um, beach was kind of okay when I just played the tournaments during weekend, but I couldn't practice during the week. Um, then I barely managed to finish the tournaments. My, my partner has to had to won a lot more than I did. Um, and then when I started season again indoor, there was getting worse, much worse. And then I first game I jumped, I landed and I, I realized there was something more going bad in my knee. And then later I got the news my meniscus was completely messed up too. And then the pain got so bad that uh, I would say a 9 out of 10 that I told my coach I cannot jump anymore. I don't want to leave. I don't want to get another surgery. I just cannot stand the pain for when I'm jumping. So he trained me as a libero. I'm really thankful for him that he, even if I switched the position during the season, that he gave me the chance to play. But then uh, one weekend or two, I don't know, a few weeks before the playoffs started, I couldn't stand the pain anymore. And I told him, I'm, I'm really sorry, but I'm out. And um, I thought with some injections in the knee and um, many, many more muscles, I could be ready for beach season later. But yeah, that didn't work out. So now you are you got a new surgery. Was it successful or what? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, then again, I had another stupid idea. I stopped two months playing volleyball. And then the weather was really nice in March. Really, really nice. And I was like, okay, one let, let me do a break. When we are in Luxembourg, living in Luxembourg, <laughs> And you have a fantastic weather, you should go out because you don't see that fancy weather here. It's four months of just raining and dark. When you see a good day, a little sunny and warm, everybody's going out. So go that, ahead. that was exactly that day. <laughs> and everyone went to play beach volleyball. And I was like, okay, one day of playing is not going to hurt your knees so much. Yeah, I thought wrong about that because I completely messed up my meniscus then and I couldn't walk anymore. And luckily, Corona started. The quarantine started one day after. So I couldn't get to any doctors here and uh, I could just get to one. And he told me, you have to get a surgery. And he sent me to Germany. And there they did uh, surgery for my cardiac and they took out part of my meniscus and everything. But it was a pretty big surgery. They made you know, holes in my bone to get stem cells. This should work normally. But yeah, again, it didn't work out like it should. <laughs> now, what are you facing? Uh, now it's the surgery was beginning of May, so it's almost five months ago. They told me I could play in eight months. I could try to start. But of course, they said again, no volleyball ever again. But that's like their speech now for two years. And I was like, okay, eight months, I'm going to do that. It's like cross ligaments. I, I have the energy to get through it again. But the rehabilitation went really bad. My knee was always so swollen that we could never do something. And now in August, they said we have to open up again to see what's going on in there. And then they saw that um, the surgery didn't went well. The holes there, they completely dis destroyed my bone. So there was a dead part of, a, of the bone and they had to remove a part of my bone and... Yeah, I ended up with, I started with no cartilage, I ended up with no cartilage and no bone. <laughs> so I'm waiting now, I'm on crutches now for four months almost. And I'm waiting for another surgery where they're gonna fill that hole with a part of my hip. And yeah, it's like they are not talking about doing sports again. They are just hoping to get me back to work, work someday. Um, yeah, work and walk Could, is the first game they have, first aim. Mm -hmm. so aim they have and yeah i'm just uh, 
happy when they are gonna open up again that one day I can start with the rehabilitation. Laura here is talking and she's smiling at it. She's not even crying, she's not depressed, she's having her best face and I'm feeling the energy that she's just hoping that the the surgery is gonna go well. She will fake once again the doctors and she will be back next summer playing beach volleyball. You for me are a, a warrior. You are an incredible person who is going through circumstances in your life that you are just seeing the best of it. Uh, I would definitely don't 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 see me like that because I don't know um, if you just if you are just in that situation you have to find a way to live with it and to make the best out of it because you're just gonna hurt yourself if you're just going to drown in self-pity. Laura, but there are many uh, players around me that I know. They have a little shoulder pain and they stop the practice so for me when you love what you do you have to deal with it i'm not saying for now on yeah you have a shoulder problem you don't stop you don't go to the doctor no this is not what i'm saying but somehow it is part of your life and somehow you have to face it because it's part of the process it's part of the the sports for me i haven't i haven't met anyone having a great and sensational and a healthy career every single athlete goes through mm -hmm. injuries but in your case you are an inspiration for all of them because having all those surgeries and then the cancer and you here and i'm pretty sure that in few months you are going to be back in the court playing yeah i i hope so i i really don't want to give up the hope but um I, I know that I have to start realizing that I cannot play forever, that uh, my body is not, not healthy enough for that. And um, I know that I should start processing the thought of stopping volleyball, but I'm not there yet. I'm just, I was not playing like so many years I want to, and I didn't achieve everything I wanted to. Now I realize I'm not gonna achieve it. It's That's fine. I just want to get back and play some more years. And, and every any physio of my physios or my doctors is hearing this they are gonna kill me for saying it <laughs> because i was they forbid me to talk about sport or volleyball because they said just you need to to learn to walk again and everything but not not playing volleyball but still i have to get to keep it in my mind somewhere that i have the motivation to do the rehabilitation and all the surgeries this motivation wouldn't be possible without your friends or even without them you would be the same yeah no without them it would not be possible because even they are all playing And of course, sometimes it's hard because what I did all summer was watching them playing beach volleyball, now going to their games. But it's like they still, they're helping me so much getting through it. And they, they really get what I'm going through because just when they imagine not playing and normally every sport athlete in Luxembourg thinks, okay, cross ligament is the worst thing what could ever happen to you. And they realize that this is like completely a different thing. Laura, what could you tell them to do with their a sport life from your friends area to your pain to your stage of uh, those episodes i don't know how to call them what could you tell them for them to improve the process to improve the the sensation of pain to improve that spirit that warrior spirit that you are just showing uh, uh, i don't know i what i did wrong is that i i stopped too late i realized that i had pain and pain and pain and i was just refusing to do something about it and maybe i wouldn't have been like in the situation i, I am right now if i would have been like a little more careful and listened to my body which i'm still not good at even after everything and i don't know what i for me the most important thing i i learned was that i'm just 
gonna make it harder for myself if I don't accept what I cannot change and that helped me till now a lot but that doesn't mean that normally I'm fine I really still like being around people but for example last week I went to my team to watch their practice and that killed me I of course I miss playing I I've got it of course it hurts seeing them playing but still there you have to make out the best of the moments you got where you're happy all right uh, if somebody is depending of one advice now let's say i'm in my car i'm listening at this podcast so what could you tell them to do because it's a mix of listen to your body but listen to yourself to your to, um, to your ambition so when is good to know your body is yelling at you or not Oof, i realized in october is going to be my surgery number nine and apparently i needed eight surgeries to realize you should listen to your body at some point but i think everyone has to see himself when it's going to be very serious i think it's good not to stop for everything i mean you, when you're doing sports you, you need to to stand some pain I, at least i think so but I, i didn't play without pain since i'm 19 so maybe i'm the one one girl to give advices about that but um i think it's never wrong to listen to your body maybe um if i would have started earlier with that i wouldn't be where i am now What could you tell to to your friends that they are going to listen to the podcast? Uh, what could you tell them? Enjoy the time where you still can play and where you, I don't know, don't take it for granted because it's going to be, uh, I know it can change really, really fast. And I don't know, what helped me when, for example, you have like a little injury, you cannot play for two weeks. You, you should not compare yourself to the ones you're watching on the field. Just compare them to, to people who are being worse. And I mean with that, for example, when I had cancer, I did the mistake to compare myself to everyone playing and going out instead of going to my um, to the oncology station in hospital where everyone was I was the only one young one there at that time and because I was so young I took the chemos more or less good and everyone around me they were taking it much worse or they were there and then at some points they were not there anymore because they didn't survive it so I you just have to pick the right person to compare yourself with because other one otherwise you're going to depress at some point and it really helped me to to focus on on myself and to the people I I was in the same level at that time for example the other case cancer patients but not not my team anymore laura uh, i don't want to name any one of your friends here because they could get jealous i don't know how many <laughs> you have because i every time when i saw you i saw you around surrounded people what could you tell to your closest friends now any any thank you for this or what could you tell them yeah i i think they all know they did like a lot they they really realized now my surgery in may that it was pretty hard they did everything my team made a video for me then the beach volleyball community made a video for me now i had a surprise birthday party and i i know i think that people are talking about they exactly know <laughs> that i'm talking about them and I, i couldn't have made it without them and they know it or at least i hope so and i'm really 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 thankful to have them by my side because they they went through everything with me and they they are really helping and they they have no idea how much easier they made my time anything to announce laura your social media your next surgery uh, <laughs> anything that you want to to share with anyone my social media account is very very quiet it's not, <laughs> it's not, uh, not such a big thing for me um i don't know i my surgeries i never announce my surgeries because i'm not i i, I um always overwhelmed when uh, i got so many messages that they feel sorry for me and i really don't want anyone to feel sorry what what really helped me 
was when I started drowning in self-pity. Just watch movies, like from wartime or whatever, where it was so much... Then you're realizing again, okay, I, I don't... I'm living in a country like Luxembourg. I, I went to school. I, I could do university and everything. I can work normally. Um, and then you're realizing, okay, you don't have any reason to, to feel sorry for yourself. It was a pleasure for me, Laura, to have you here. Uh, I have no words to describe my emotion and, and what I learned today from your warrior I'm not gonna call you Laura anymore I'm gonna call you warrior uh, thank you once again and it was a, a big pleasure for me to, to have you here thank you hola 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 nice to have you here with all star news my favorite part so result for the last weekend basketball ash woman they lost the first game unfortunately but it's gonna be better girls they lost 79 72 then the Men team basketball, they won 93-78. Well done, buddies. Humble, they are going excellent. They won once again. We are used to it. They got the victory against Dikesh. It was a good game. They won it quite easy, 36-25. Now, what is coming up? This weekend is gonna start the season, the volleyball season. So all of you go to watch the game. Gonna be Edge Volleyball Club will play against Veler at 19 hours. See you there, guys. The Humble Man team will play also twice today, Wednesday, and then Saturday. Then the men team are gonna play this Friday at 20:30 in La Rochette. Girls basketball team also they will play against Muscle Peak at 20 hours away. Hope to see you there. Support Ash, support basketball, support handball, support volleyball, support Ash, all of you. And one more time, if you like this episode, go to the Instagram, go to the Facebook page, like it, comment, and let me know who you would like to get here and see you soon. Bye-bye.